Hey there, loves. I'm Allie Adair Chung, and this is The Conscious Family Project, where we take the insane amount of homeschooling, parenting, and family lifestyle information out there and break it down into simple, actionable steps that set your unique family up for success. It is time for your brave decisions to reap big rewards, for your family life to be brimming over with joy, for your relationships to be meaningful, connected, and fun, and for you to fully step into the freedom that the conscious family lifestyle has to offer. Hey, Jackie, I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you for coming and joining us today. Hi, Allie. Thank you for having me on. I'm so excited to be here. So we always start with, I always ask my guests the same question. How did you come to homeschooling? What's your homeschooling story? Okay, so I grew up going to private school my whole life, and my husband went to public school his whole life. So homeschooling was not an option for me. I was sending my kids to school. So when I, um, when I had my first daughter, she was three, and she did one year of preschool, and then she was going to, you know, she, I had the option of either putting her in for a second year of preschool or trying to homeschool kindergarten okay. instead of doubling up on two years of preschool. So my husband was the one that suggested that. And at first I was like, why? No, we're sending, we're sending her to school. I had a very, very homeschooling was very negative in my mind. And growing up in New York city, it was just not popular at the time. This was pre pandemic. Um, and there was an, there wasn't a lot of support for homeschoolers at all where I lived. Yeah. So I tried, you know, I, I initially put up a wall and said, no, I'm not doing that. But eventually I decided to try it out, try kindergarten early, kind of like a trial run. What's the big deal. It's instead of a second year of preschool, we'll try kindergarten. And it ended up being okay, but it wasn't, what I expected. You know, it, it was a lot, it was a lot harder than I expected, but I believe that was all because of what I was putting into it and expecting out of it. Yeah. The seven hours a day and all of that kind of stuff. Is that where yeah. you were coming from? Aren't you, because you used to teach in the classroom, correct? Yeah. And that was, I actually stayed home. I was pregnant with my second daughter and that was why he suggested you should, you know, you should stay home. Why not? You're a teacher. You have a teaching background. And he knew I wanted to be home with my kids. So he's like, why would you send them to school if you know how to teach them? So it was very, you know, a very, that was a very abrupt comment. It was just not something we ever talked about, but now I love it years yes. later. <laughs> well, I always say teachers actually have the hardest time transitioning to homeschool because there's so much, so many extra layers of de-schooling that they have to do that, um, you know, a family who didn't go through that training, um, doesn't necessarily, it's easier for them to let go of than it yes. is for the teachers, um, to let go of those systems and requirements that don't really make sense for homeschooling. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, okay. So that's where you came from. Where are you guys at now with your homeschooling? Okay. So now, well, my oldest is turning 14. She's actually going to be um, going to high school. So she's going to school. Um, that's her choice. So uh -huh. it was, it's a little bit hard for me to kind of let go, but I also have three others in addition to her. One is in fourth grade. Another one I have to remember their ages, <laughs> five, 
And then I have a two-year-old also. Very good. And how do you feel about homeschooling now? Now it's definitely so much better, but it has, it has been such a journey. It really has taken me years to kind of change my mindset and the things that I've done over the years have just completely transformed. So I'm so thankful to be at, at this place now where I can like look at our day and just feel so much at peace with mm-hmm. everything. Um, I love and that. Yeah. That's wonderful. Well, so that kind of segues into what we're going to be talking about today. Um, I know that uh, we're, we're going to be talking about decluttering and, and minimalize, minimalizing, <laughs> did I say that right? Um, minimalism, how yeah. minimalism can really help you find that peace, right? So was that a part of your journey? Is that what led you down this, this path of discovering minimalism and, and did it support you in your homeschooling? Yes. Uh, so when I, and I think when I first started with homeschooling Haley, I had so much stuff and mm-hmm. I did not realize how much that really clouded my view and, and made me stressed and anxious. Mm-hmm. Um, clutter in your environment is, is really, really, it can negatively impact you. Um, and there are scientific studies that prove that. And I had no idea, but I was, you know, I grew up in a home where we just shopped, you know, for enjoyment and we bought stuff and we brought it home and I kind of took that on and it, it, it went, it kind of transferred to my homeschooling where I would just buy and buy and buy as I still had that teacher mentality. I have to have all the subjects lined up. I bought so much curriculum. Mm-hmm. And we ended up not using um, 80% of it. Yeah. And then I would see it sitting on my shelf behind me and it would literally stress me out and make me feel like the worst teacher in the world, the worst mom in the world. And it was like this vicious cycle mm-hmm. of us doing homeschooling for a little bit. But of course I couldn't keep up because I had just put too many um, things on myself. I'm trying to think of the word, but um Uh, it was really, really hard for me. So I, once I started decluttering and simplifying and realizing that that was my problem Mm -hmm. and it didn't start in the homeschooling with homeschooling, I decluttered my house first. Yeah. Everything started lifting and life just felt lighter. And when we moved, that was the best time to, to really get rid of stuff. And Mm -hmm. that, that was what helped. So once we moved to the South, we're, we're now in North Carolina. Um, I got rid of more and more things even when we got here. So mm-hmm. now we're at the point where every single thing in our home has a place and we have toy rotation. So we don't have toys everywhere all the time because I just felt like I was waking up every day, constantly cleaning up the toys because they were all over the place mm-hmm. and it, walking past the playroom and, and thinking, oh, like this is not fun. And they weren't playing. My kids weren't playing. They weren't enjoying their home. And how can you homeschool in a home that makes you feel like that? It's, it's horrible. Imagine sending your kids to a classroom that is complete in complete chaos. Imagine that there are books all over the floor and just things everywhere. Imagine how the children would feel. Yeah. So 
it's really important to me to set up our environment at home in a way that promotes peace and decluttering and simplifying really helps with that. Yeah. Well, I know I noticed that when the kids, when we do pick up at night before bed, which because we've decluttered and simplified, if we do it, it only takes about 10, 15 minutes max. But on the, if you know, there's a night where we don't do it, we wake up the next morning, they don't rush to play in the playroom. They're like asking for screens or they, you know, want to do something else. They want to get away from it. But if the room is picked up, they go in there and create these whole worlds and they can, they can play and be imaginative and start their day off creatively so much easier. So I have seen exactly what you're talking about. And I'm the same way. If I, if I look at the homeschool table and it's covered in stuff. I am not enticed to go and do homeschooling. I'm more enticed to say, let's not. Um, so yeah, I completely, I see the value. I have felt the value of this in such a big way. And I've, I, you mentioned the research. Have you seen the research on kids, um, kids and clutter? And yes. 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 Oh my goodness. Could you speak to that a little bit? Because I'm not sure people are aware of like, how significant, I mean, I can tell from anecdotally, like what's been happening in our family, but can you speak a little to like that? I think people aren't necessarily aware of like the full impact here. Yeah. Um, it definitely, when a child has the freedom to really, really explore and has uh, think of it like a clean slate, they get to go in there and they have studies have shown that, that kids thrive in that environment. They're more imaginative. They're their IQs are higher. I mean, it's, it's incredible at, at how much they thrive in environments that are decluttered. Less, it really is more, as cliche as it sounds. Um, and like you just said, I mean, you can kind of see it with your kids. If you clean out a room completely, they go in and start playing. I mean, just think about it. You walk into your closet. If you have clothes on the floor and you have tons of stuff and you don't even know where everything is, and then you kind of walk out, oh, I don't know what to wear. I don't like anything that I have. But that's not really true. You're just not thinking. You're not thinking clearly because your environment is just completely packed with stuff. Yeah. It's overwhelming. It's mm -hmm. like your brain goes into fight or flight because you can't manage, sift through everything. Yeah, I completely, I completely see that. So for a mama who's like, okay, yes, I'm overwhelmed. My hands are up. I'm chasing my kids, cleaning up all day long. We're not getting anything done. I feel like I'm yelling at them all the time because things are so crazy. Where should they start? What should they, what should they start with? Okay. So in that case, I would take a break from homeschooling really because it's so, so important. If you're feeling that inside of you, if you're like, okay, this is my problem. I you know, sometimes I, I think moms, they don't realize that this is their problem, but it is. It's, it's yeah. kind of like one of those light bulb moments, like, wait a minute, maybe that is what my problem is. Because I know for myself and a, a lot of other women, they, they feel like um, so unhappy and they feel like they just, their day just doesn't go well, but they're not really sure why. So if that's you and you're, you're like sensing that, all right, maybe it is my home, um, take some time off of homeschooling start in the playroom. Yeah. <laughs> that is huge. And I actually have a playroom decluttering, um, free download. I can send that to you after. Please um, do. They, my, I'm sure my audience would love that. That's great. Thank you. Okay, go ahead. So start in the playroom and work with the kids. And I talk about that in, in the download that'll kind of help you. 
um, because I think that's that's usually where a lot of the clutter comes from in the playroom with all the toys everywhere. And even if you don't have a specific playroom, you really need to get into the habit of toy rotation. They don't need everything out at one time. And you know, I've said this before, and some people are like, "Well, isn't that a no-brainer?" And no, it's not. It's not a no-brainer because I. It, it's something that I had no idea about. Even yeah. being a teacher, toy rotation. I just. I grew up with a lot of stuff. I'm an only child and I just, you know, I, I was spoiled and <laughs> I had a lot of stuff growing up. So I naturally just wanted to give to my kids and grandparents gave to my kids. And, yeah. you know, now I have four and it, it, and they're all different ages. So it's just, it really gets out of control. The more kids that you have, depending on you know how close in age they are too. So yeah start in the playroom, get rid of a lot of toys, donate with them. And you can teach them so much through that too, about giving to other people. There's a lot of schooling that can be done um, when you do some service work and, you know, you can research local um, donation centers and things like that. Um, And then after the playroom, I would, I would definitely uh, focus on the main areas, like the kitchen too, because we're in there a lot, we're cooking and, you know, you, you want everything to be simplified and um so i would say playroom first then i would do the kitchen eat, then go to the bathrooms and you know get rid of all the unnecessary stuff make your daily routine when you're getting ready in the morning simplified old makeup toss it you know it's mm-hmm. there's so much stuff that we have that we see all the time um so go through every inch of your house and try to get it done. And so if you really, do really it together, do it together, yeah. let that be your life schooling so that your kids don't get to this place when they're older. Mm-hmm. And, and they will see it if they're not, they're, uh, they're not going to embrace it right away. They're just not, you have to take ownership and uh, they will follow, you know, even if your spouse is like, not a, you know, a hoarder and he will see, he will notice a difference and you'll feel different. And that's really huge. I think with, if you feel different and you feel better, you're going to perform better and you're going to be a better mom, just going to be a happier person. So, um, that is so, so important to me. Even if it means I need to take a month off from school to really do it, you're still teaching them things through this life skill. And then once you declutter, then you can really teach them how to clean. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot easier to clean your house, by the way, if you have less stuff, you're not picking up stuff. I feel like I never cleaned my house before because all I had time for was picking up the stuff. Mm-hmm. And you know that's well, And I think that's like... Good. Yeah. I think that's such a good point. Cause you had mentioned earlier, like if you're not sure if this, you think this might be you, well, here's a tip on if this is you, if you're like getting to the end of the day exhausted, but you feel like you didn't accomplish anything because you're constantly behind trying to catch up, trying to catch up. I feel like that is the best sign that this is something that could help and support you. Um, decluttering, getting rid of things. Cause if you're always feeling like you're not getting further ahead, you're just dealing with the backlog, that's part of it. Um, and I completely agree. Taking time off school to do this, it's like slowing down to speed up, right? If you slow down and you get this all settled and everyone knows where the art supplies are and everyone knows where the manipulatives are and, you know, everything is where it needs to be and no one is stressing out about finding things, you're going to get so much more accomplished and your kids are going to be so much more creative and engaged because of it. So I love that. So 
because we're homeschoolers here, I feel like we've got to move on to the big, hairy, scary one that comes up all the time, which is this need and desire and overwhelming plethora of homeschooling tools and curriculum and resources you kind of mentioned before. So I feel like maybe we could take this on in two ways. First, for the moms who are just getting started and are being so tempted by all the shiny objects, and then maybe for the moms who have already already gone down that rabbit hole and have the shelf you were talking about that just makes them feel like they're behind, right? So yeah. do you think, what do you think? Does that sound good? Yeah, sounds good. Okay. All right. So let's talk to that mama who's just getting started and is looking at all the crazy cool things that exist. Okay. So um, Google searches for homeschooling curriculum will leave you overwhelmed. It, yes. It's too much. It's too much. And I, as a new homeschooling mom, I asked questions of people. What, what do you do? What curriculum do you use? But asking that question to another mom is not really going to help you because your kids are so unique and so different. You need to really know your children. You need to know what makes them happy and, and some of them don't really like the sit down workbook style, but some of them do. So, and that's okay. And I know you talk a, a lot about like creating a, a homeschool that, that fits your family. I know you do that. And that, that's just so important that you know your kids before you go researching all the curriculum that's out there. Think about what they need and how they best learn. And then you can start doing research and be really careful when you're speaking to other homeschooling moms about curriculum. Just, you have to look internally first. Yeah. Well, you also need to know who you are too, right? If you're not the mom who gets joy and energy out of spending hours cutting out the cute little things, don't buy the curriculum. You have to cut out the cute little things. That's a recipe for dust collecting on the shelf and being sad that you're not the mom who likes to cut out all the cute little things. When in actuality, your kids don't need the mom that cuts out all the cute little things because you're their mom. So it's all good. <laughs> and it's just fun. It's funny because last night I I sensed that we needed something else for science for my daughter. And I last night I was up pretty late, like researching and um and I had to stop myself from buying like a full comprehensive curriculum because I love them. Like I love getting the all inclusive thing. I'm like, no, I'm only here for science. And then I ended up finding something that I knew she would love. And it just, it really aligned perfectly with the, the type of child that she is. And um, so, it, you know, it, it still even comes up now and I have to stop myself and think back, okay, what are my goals here for my kids? And then do the buying. You know, it's, it, we're not buying things haphazardly anymore. We really have to be intentional with every purchase regarding curriculum. Well, but that's true. When you were talking about the house too, I would feel like that's part of this whole mind shift too, right? Is that um, whenever you decide to give your money that you're like, where is this going to go in my home? Right. That, cause you were saying like a place for everything. And like, who is this serving in my home? Yes. Right? And, and everything that you buy takes up your time. And we don't think mm -hmm. of that. Every decor item that is so adorable that we have to have, guess what? It takes up time. We have to find a place to store it when the seasons switch out. I mean, there, it's just, it's, it's really so much more important to think through 
what you purchase than you might think. You know, it's not just a cute, you know, dollar item from Target. It it really it's it's more than that. And it has to be, um, it has to be cared yeah. for. It has to be put, stored. Yeah. For sure. And then with curriculum, you know, every curriculum is going to be marketed in a way that makes it sound like it will solve all your problems because that's what they need to do to sell their curriculum. But I completely agree with you. Getting clear about who it serves in your family is going to be the best. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, what about for the mamas who have already, who've got that shelf of, I'm going to call it, I feel like personally, I feel like shame, right? Like I have this thing that I thought was going to solve all of our reading problems and I'm not using it. So that's why, you know, that's my bad, not, you know what I mean? Like, it's like the self of shame. I spent all this money and I shouldn't have. What, what about that? And what about those mamas? Where, where can they start? What should they do? Okay. So, so I have, I have four kids. So I found that the more children that I had, I wanted to keep this stuff because if it wasn't working for my oldest, it might work for number four, you know? And, and it's like over time, I realized that that mentality was just, it's stressful. And we ended up just selling the curriculum that we had after we were finished with it. And then I said to myself, I'm going to rebuy something when it's time, you know, unless it's something that I loved and I know for sure, 100% that I want to use it again. Mm -hmm. I sold it. Um, It's, you can, you know, their eBay is huge for selling curriculum. You can, you can actually um, make pretty decent um, profit off of selling used curriculum on eBay. And, um, they, in our area, we have the homeschool room. Um, so it's a like consignment homeschool, um, store, which I love. I have heard about this from so many North Carolinas that are Carolina. I have like, I have like every homeschooler in that state has talked about this place and I'm like, can they franchise? Like, I feel like we need this thing. But also what a blessing to another family too, to be able to get curriculum that maybe they wouldn't have been able to afford at full price and things like that too. So, um, I feel like, you know, releasing that is, um, not just, you know, I know for me, it makes it easier for me to give something up if I know that it could serve someone else better than it's serving me. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That, and, that's a good way to think about it. And anytime you're reselling curriculum, you are blessing another family. I think it's, you know, that that's a nice way to look about, at it. What about this whole mental, the, the mental game of it where it's like, but I should have, I should, where you're shooting all over yourself. What advice do you have for the moms who like are going through going, oh yeah, no, we didn't use this, but I really, I should have introduced this. I, they really needed this classical Mozart art <laughs> curriculum. I don't even know. I'm like throwing something crazy out there because it sounds so um, grand and big, but it's really not a good fit for your family. What do, what do we do about the shooting? Yeah, we, you have to think uh, long-term, like even as adults, we are always learning, right? There is no magic time in a child's life where they have to learn a specific thing. And so you need to release that, that guilt. It's the guilt that you're bringing upon yourself. And it's, it's not true. Okay. It's a lie. It is you do the best that you can with the resources that you have. And if you made a mistake and you didn't get a chance to do something that you really liked, 
later on, you can introduce it. You can even make a note in your um, in your phone that that's for things that I'd like to do at a future date with you know homeschooling curriculum. So at least you have it there. So when you come up an, another year, you can look at that and see if maybe that would be the time to to introduce something. So you're never going to be able to do it all. And life, you want to teach your kids that learning through life is is important and and there's so much value in that we're not going to compartmentalize and make sure that we get everything done when they're in third grade because that this has to be done in third grade um we don't have to follow the standards that are being you know followed in public schools or you know in your local schools if you feel that you're ready to do something different it's okay you know it's i think we we think, you know, a lot of times when our, my kids have play dates with other kids in the neighborhood that go to school, they say, oh, well, they're learning this and I'm not. And, and I have to tell them, so what? It's fine. They're in school and you're not. You know, you don't have to be doing exactly the same thing that everybody else is doing. And I think that's where a lot of the guilt comes from as your kids start mingling with other kids um, and coming home and saying things to you, you, you end up feeling so guilty. Yeah. So. But we don't need to. We, there, I always say there is no, um, no other age outside of childhood where we're like, okay, you are 32. You need to be doing this, 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 and this. You should sleep this many hours. You should eat this kind of food. It's such a ridiculous notion. And I, can, I just think what you just said is so poignant and so important. And I want to just drive this home one more time that um, there is no, there is no, rule, um, you know, a lot of those standards weren't created with children in mind even. Um, and we do have so many opportunities to learn in other ways at other times and when interest might be more peaked or it's more developmentally appropriate. So I just, I love what you said. And I think that is so, so important to remember. So thank you so much for your time today. Before we go, is there anything, any, any last tips or, um, encouragement that you have for a mama who's ready to like get off this podcast and start like figuring this out no more no more feeling like they're chasing the day yes okay so so i i want you to feel like your home is a well-oiled machine right i want it to to flow i want everything to to go smoothly and in order to do that you have to get rid of what is not bringing you peace and what's not bringing you joy. So it sounds very Marie Kondo, but um, <laughs> it, no, <I> love it. <laughs> but it, it it is. You don't want to walk in your house and and feel burdened by where you live because that's where you spend most of your time, and um, it's it's not good for for your kids and it's not good for you. So if you can can create make your home a haven make it a place that you really love and enjoy your kids are going to love and enjoy being there too and you'll be a happier person so if you can take the time to really declutter and get rid of that extra stress that's that's weighing you down your whole entire life never mind your homeschool will will transform if this is your particular problem so i love I just want that to urge you. small steps though i mean if you can't do it all at once it's okay but just start in the areas that kind of stress you out the most yeah and then go from there because it's kind of it, the momentum will build when you start in a major area like the playroom like i said mm -hmm. if, if that's your thing um and and everything else will kind of follow from there.
Hey friends, if you'd like to continue this conversation or you're looking for more resources, be sure to head to my website at aliadairchung.com. You can also go to the show notes for this episode to find great free resources and my Instagram and Facebook handle. I can't wait to connect with you.